You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 144 of the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. My friends, big news. The Free to Be Mindful podcast has reached 10,000 downloads. And oh my goodness, I was absolutely elated. Even right now, my face hurts from smiling because it really is amazing to think that Well, at first I thought, well, 10,000 people, you know, at one point or another wanted to hear what I had to say. (laughs) What I do know from looking at the stats is that it may not be 10,000 individual people, but at least a couple of people just heard me over and over and over, maybe from the trailer to now the 144th episode of the podcast. So I thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's amazing how many people listen to on all types of platforms. It was almost more interesting to know that 91% of listeners are from the US with 4% of those being from the New York City area, which I'm so close to, 2% from Malaysia, 1% from India. And then, I mean, I can't even tell you how many countries there are that tune in. And even if you're right in the New York City area close to me or somewhere half around the world in like I don't know, Uruguay or Guatemala, Lebanon to Kenya, Germany to the Philippines to Italy to Croatia, wherever it is, I am so grateful that you have chosen to tune in and hopefully chosen to continue to tune into the podcast. And in case you didn't know, by the way, if you are more of a visual person than an audio person, you can always catch me on my YouTube channel, which which is just like all my social media handles at Counselor V De Jesus. And you can catch the video on there too. So I really do thank you because sometimes despite this big celebration and momentous occasion, which I celebrated by having some ice cream, (laughs) sometimes I sit and think, do they really care about what I'm talking about? Do they really want to hear what I have to say? Because I sometimes sit and wonder, well, what should I talk about next? What do people want to hear about? Which, by the way, if you ever have some ideas or questions on things that you'd like to hear about, you can always email me at podcast at free to be mindful.com or DM me on Instagram at counselor V de Jesus. And if you do like what you're hearing, by the way, it would help a ton, as I always say, to rate and review on your favorite podcast platform because it helps a lot of other people then find the podcast as well. And sometimes when I'm thinking about like, oh, am I doing okay? Like, are people listening? Which clearly they are. I always think about like, does J-Lo get insecure and have these types of wonderings? Does Beyonce or Oprah also have these types of questions go through their minds? I really don't know. But if someone were to ask me, do you 
I'd be lying if I said, no, I don't, because I really do. And then that got me thinking, if someone were to ask just a simple question, what are you? I would quickly respond with, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, a sister, a cousin, a friend, a godmother, a sorority sister, uh, an organization, a colleague, a mentor, a boss. I would say all types of things that, you know, just check the boxes of what I am, the different roles that I have in life. But if the question were reframed and they asked, what makes you a good mother? What makes you a good wife? What makes you a good boss? What makes you a good colleague or whatever it is? Perhaps, well, for motherhood, I know that they definitely would come a little quicker. (laughs) But for some of the other roles, I would maybe sit and really wonder, well, what does make me good? And am I even good? There would be some hesitation. And there's so many elements to us as people, right? So many facets that make us us and that make us capable in what we choose to do in life. And there's so much that we deserve to be shown appreciation for each and every one of us. Yes, including you, if the doubt's in your minds right now, (laughs) you deserve to be shown appreciation for all of the many roles and hats and masks that we wear throughout our lives because we do do so much. But despite the things about ourselves that we celebrate, like 10,000 downloads, we can all at some point or another feel insecure. And this can be rooted in so many different things from anxiety that we may have in new situations or angst about past situations. We can experience this feeling when we think to ourselves, we're not good enough, or if we have something lacking, or do we compare or show up the same as the next person? And without even realizing what happens is that we can get these feelings of insecurity and then we allow ourselves, we truly do give permission to ourselves to become our biggest critics. And then we limit ourselves and what we are capable for. And talking about confidence and overcoming insecurity and the importance of loving ourselves can be really easy, but it's sometimes really hard to implement because letting you know on a little secret, As a former teacher, school counselor, current therapist, especially working with kids, with young adults, and with women, I am the first one to talk about how important confidence is and how important it is to overcome these insecurities. And I will share with you that as a child and teenager, I was extremely insecure, much more than I probably feel comfortable to admit. So I won't go into detail, but I was extremely insecure, insecure about my height, about my weight, about my ability about my speech, about the way that I looked, about all types of things. And it wasn't until college that I began to slowly start believing in myself, slowly start believing in myself. But even as an educator and as an adult, I would wonder, like, is the work I'm doing good enough? is what I'm doing. I knew it was important, but was it good enough? Was I reaching to where I needed to reach in order to truly make an impact? And then every so often I'd get a card, perhaps for the holidays or teacher appreciation or a school counseling week or an email from a former student that would really stop me in my tracks and make me wonder, wow, are are these kids actually talking about me? 
because they would say such beautiful things and share with me in the ways that I've helped them or made an impact. I sometimes even get um, those things as a therapist, although I cannot ask for them because that's unethical as a therapist, but I can definitely receive them if they come on their own, whether it be in the shape of a review or whether it be in just an email after we finish our therapeutic relationship of a client just saying thank you. And that is so meaningful because it's not expected. It can't be asked for. And sometimes we're left with just the wonderings that then when it's confirmed, it really puts things in perspective for that moment. But what happens? What happens is in that moment, we're like, wow, and we can feel good about it. And then whether it be five, 10 minutes later, or maybe a week or so later, we're back to the thinking pattern of, oh, am I good enough? Am I doing this right? Can I be better? Do I compare to this other person? And the fact is that you shouldn't compare yourself to anybody but yourself and improve from just where you are now, not the person who you were a bazillion years ago or not the person who you want to be, but really the person that you are right now, that's the only person who you should be comparing yourself to in order to help you learn and grow. Because insecurities may be the way how we view and perceive ourselves, but they aren't what we should use to define ourselves. And as humans, sometimes who take on these insecurities, we let ourselves be defined by these thoughts that aren't based in data, that aren't, as I say, actual factual, and then they can really stop us in our tracks and stunt our growth and potential. So again, what is insecurity? There are feelings of uncertainty or a lack of confidence regarding internal or external factors, whether it be relationships, body image, lifestyle, ability, etc. And they can stem from so many things. Many of them do stem from childhood pressures or expectations, transitions that we've experienced, and not only in our childhood, but in young adulthood and adulthood as well. Sometimes they stem from a need for perfectionism, that would be me, because we hold these high standards for ourselves and worry when we don't meet these high standards. Sometimes they stem from worrying about the past or the future instead of this present moment. You know what that is. That's being mindful when we are in the present moment. But when we're not, so much insecurity and doubt can come up, which can make us insecure. And they may also stem from fear or worried thoughts based on things that have happened, maybe mistakes, hurdles, failures, or fearing that these things may happen again, right? So being nervous about what hasn't even happened yet, and then having heavy feelings about the things that have happened. And so often insecurity starts from a root cause, but it's then fueled by the negative thoughts that we feed into it each and every day. Even if what you believe to be true isn't the case, we sometimes have this inner voice or feeling that makes us feel that we aren't good enough, leading us to feel more and more insecure. It can cause us to hyperfixate on things that have already happened or haven't even happened yet, which as a result leads you to be less mindful because you're not thinking, like we said, in the right here, right now. Your thoughts are in the past or in the future, and you're not even appreciating the things that are in front of you because your mind is elsewhere. 
It can also hurt the feelings of others around us, especially the feelings of those who really care for us, love us, look up to us in whatever relationship we have with them. Because for example, if we feel insecure about something related to our individual selves, we might then be hard on ourselves and that causes us to nitpick something about our physical appearance or thinking about the endless reasons of why something won't work or why don't we deserve something or whatever the case is. And the opposite may be true. If we're insecure about something involving another person, we might analyze a relationship and find issues that may not even exist or struggle with trusting them. And in addition to that, right now, picture the person who you love and admire the most in the world. And I don't mean admiration of like, again, JLo, right? (laughs) I mean admiration in the sense of admiring your own kids or admiring a role model who you know in real life, someone who you truly love and care for. And you think all of these positive things about someone, but then they just keep dismissing you. They don't even hear you. They don't internalize what it is that you're saying. And that feels very dismissive. And that can also then make you perhaps feel insecure or make you feel unappreciated, and then maybe your relationship feeling unappreciated. So insecurity isn't beneficial to us, and it causes us to lose sight of the right here and right now, and instead see ourselves or others through a lens that doesn't serve us any purpose or might not even be accurate. And while all of these things may be true, in the same breath, we can say, it is natural to feel insecure. I know, I know. Because everyone does have their own insecurities, whether they be little or whether they be big, whether they be physical, mental, or an emotional challenge or perception that we have. It's important to know that we're not alone in this, but it really matters what we do with our thoughts when we feel that insecurity. Because it's easy to think about the things that we don't like about ourselves and be our biggest critics. It's also easy to feel fear or doubt about the unknown or about taking a risk or about something in our environment because we're scared of the possibility of things not working out, or maybe we're scared of things if they do end up working out. And this may be true from friendships to relationships to job opportunities to life in general. But instead of shaming ourselves for feeling insecure, we should reframe our mindset and really focus on how we can react to that insecurity, right? So what we can do with these thoughts instead of just saying in the negative. So we can think what is a positive way that we can channel our thoughts? Where can we channel our thoughts to? What types of things can we think differently about? And sometimes the answer lies in the space of, again, mindfulness. When you give yourself the opportunity to slow down, and it doesn't mean to stop your thoughts, right? But it just means the opportunity to slow down, to not always be in the go, 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 to literally stop and smell the roses. I know there's a lot of pollen in the air right now, but to stop and smell something or to admire a sunset or to just take a couple of breaths on your own without any distractions or anybody asking anything of you. When you give yourself these quiet moments, you really can pinpoint what is it that I'm feeling? 
why am I feeling like this? And how can I shift this? How can I reset my mindset, as I like to say, in order for us to begin to think differently? Because if we don't take advantage of those quiet moments, or if we don't even create the space to have these quiet moments, then we'll never be able to think about what are the thoughts, why it is that the thoughts are there, and how you can change them. Because then we stay on that hamster wheel of go, 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 and our brains will do what they practice. They'll do more of what they know. So we want to make sure that we spend more time practicing what we want the outcome to be instead of thinking of the negative. So again, insecurities can come from a lack of self-esteem or situations that we've been through, understanding where they're coming from and making peace with them is super important to the healing process. So here we are. How do we make peace with them? How do we overcome insecurity? So one thing is that we can embrace practices that boost self-esteem. And what better place to start than in our own minds, which means that sometimes we engage in very self-deprecating thoughts and speech, even out loud. So instead of saying things like, oh, I'm so stupid or I'm so dumb, when you made a simple mistake, just thinking to yourself, all right, I've made a silly mistake. I'll make note to try not to do that again. Wasn't expecting to do that, but let me fix the error and it's okay, I can let it go and keep going. So the first thing is to change our thoughts. When we change our thoughts and we can do certain things to work on our thoughts, then that can impact our feelings about ourselves in a different way, which in turn changes our actions and our behaviors. So everything is connected. So how can we change our thoughts? One way is by practicing daily affirmations. I love doing this every single morning. I will put, whether it be a quote or an affirmation on my Instagram, and it's something not only that I, you know, just post just to post, but I spend a few moments, maybe a few seconds, and just thinking about how, why that quote speaks to me on that particular day. I spend a moment reflecting on it and then thinking about how can I implement that thought for myself to be true during that day. And when I feel a little bit off during the day, I go back to that quote to kind of help me just stay on target of where I want to go, of what I want my goals to be, of how I want to think about myself and about the world. So make sure to remind yourself that everything you do is worth being celebrated instead of just focusing on the areas that you may not be so strong in. And that's an example of why I made a big deal about the 10,000 downloads. Doesn't mean I had a party or a parade about it, but I put it out there for my listeners and for my viewers to see and hear because it's something worth celebrating. And so often we wait for that big thing and we don't celebrate the small steps that we take to get to that big place or that big thing and know that every small step is worth a celebration and you are deserving of celebration and of acknowledgement of overcoming small things in order to get to where you want to be. Another strategy is to take yourself out of your comfort zone in bite-sized pieces. I have a magnet that a dear student actually gifted to me so many years ago. And it says, I have it right here in my office, 
life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And I have it posted because I truly believe that if we stay comfortable all of the time, we stay stagnant. We don't grow in different ways. However, it is uncomfortable to feel uncomfortable. So that's why I'm a big believer all in bite-sized steps. Another tip is to have faith in yourself and have faith in the process. And that's hard because sometimes this is having blind faith because we don't know what's going to happen. And that's sometimes the beauty of it. Life is a journey and we're going to make mistakes and we're going to fall down, but that's not the part that we have to focus on. The focus is more on picking ourselves up after we fall and encouraging ourselves to keep going despite the obstacles that we may face. Because again, as we go on this journey and as we step into discomfort, we never know how we can grow in whatever area of life until we provide ourselves the opportunity to do so. And let go of any negativity that doesn't help you grow. If some situations or people make you feel more insecure, do what you need to do to create that distance and work toward creating a positive environment for you. And lastly, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Live in the moment and exercise forgiveness as needed because remember, no one is perfect. In addition to that, it helps to understand that our thoughts impact our feelings and our feelings impact what we choose to do. It can also work the other way around. Our emotions and our feelings can impact our thoughts and that can impact what we choose to do. Understanding that all of this is connected will help us manage tough situations and tough thoughts and will help us navigate around these uncomfortable moments so that then we can shift perspective, we can reset our mindset as needed so that we can live in a more positive experience. Because as humans, we all battle and experience things something similar and something's different. And understanding and deconstructing what insecurities really are and instead working toward healthy, positive ways to overcome feelings of insecurity can help you in your journey of self-love and self-care. I now invite you to join me on this short guided meditation. So right now, regardless of where you are, or what you're doing. Take a full breath in through your nose as you think about the message you just heard and exhale fully and completely. Take a moment not to think about your insecurities as we so often give too much time to those, but instead take a moment to think of what makes you a good blank with no ifs ands or buts but what makes you a good person human mother father daughter son caretaker friend cousin client colleague Whatever it is, whatever role that you have, what makes you good at that? 
And once you have it with whatever it is that you've identified for yourself, say to yourself, I am a great mom. I am a kind person. I am a thoughtful human. I am working at getting better. I am working toward loving myself more. Whatever positive affirmation you arrive to, take it, write it down, say it, believe it, and repeat it. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.